Greetings, welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Dafyomi. My name is Yitzchak Et Shalom. We're now in Masachet Brachot, Daf Samach Aleph Amud Bet. This will be our penultimate podcast in Masachet Brachot. Uh, but we must go back to the Mishnayot, and uh, as we've marked it, it's Mishnah Vav. Uh, others would consider it part of Mishnah Hey. Literally, a person should not act in a light-headed manner when he's facing towards the eastern gate of the Azara, which is aimed directly at Beit Kodshakodashim. You're not allowed to go up onto Harabait with your walking stick or wearing your shoes or with your money belt or with dust on your feet. And you certainly should not make it a kapandaria. We'll see what that is. Or a spituna area where you spit, mikal v'chomer. And now we'll see the details of that as we go to Samachalaf Amud Bet, near the bottom. And they understood that you can, the Kalut Roshir refers to defecation. So that's only if you're closer than Mount Scopus, but outside it uh, doesn't matter. Only if you are in visual contact with the with the place of the Mikdash or the Eastern Gate. said the same thing in Babel. There's no fence between you and the Mikdash. And also, only when the Shechina is there, which means after the Churban, doesn't matter. So if somebody uh, defecates in Yehuda, he should be facing north or south, not east-west. If he's in the Galilee, he should go east-west, so he's not facing towards the Mikdash. Rabbi Yossi Matir. Rabbi Yossi says in the Galil, it's okay. Rabbi Yossi Omer, Loasu Elaboroa. It's only if you actually see it. Makom Shein Sham Gader, as we saw, which means, Bismana Zed doesn't count. And, uh, if you're in the Galil, you're certainly far away, you can't see it. Even most of you who die, you can't see it. Chamomim, Chachamim Osrim. So, Chachamim, Tanakam. It sounds like Chachamim are replicating, are, uh, replicating Tanakam's position. The answer is, Ika Binaut Stadin. If you're off to the side, I mean, not directly on a north, south, or east, west axis. As we saw, as we saw, now we have a third opinion. Only when the Mikdash is up is it Asur. Rekiva says Asur everywhere. Rekiva sounds like Rekiva agrees with Tanakama. If you're on an eastern line from the Mikdash or western line from the Mikdash, you have to face north-south. Rabbah in Bavel, they used to set up the stones from the Sidon as a toilet, east-west. Abayah went in and turned them north-south. Rabbah went in and he turned them back. Who is bothering me here with turning these stones around? I hold the Kabekiva, and therefore I want to ha- don't not have it north south because they understood Babel as being essentially north of Israel. Tanya, Amar Rabekiva, Pamachan Nichaste, Achar Rishua, Leveta Kisei. I followed Rishua into the privy. Lamati managed to Shadvarim. I learned three things from him. He was my Rabbi. Lamati Shainifim Zachamarav, Lasafodin Vidarom. I learned first of all, Rishua, of course, lived in the north. 
but evidently Rashu at this point was in near Yavne or something. So he said he went north south, not east west. Vlamati uh, he went uh, east west. Vlamati You have to sit down. Use the left hand to wipe. Mali ben Azay ben Azay said, "Ad kan yastav rapanecha berabcha." You're so chutzbedik to your rabbi to follow him there. I'm right to ayiv v'lamad ain't tzarich. It's Torah. You got to learn it too. Tana ben Azay omer, "Pamachan nichnas deachar bikiva lebetakise." So now ben Azay, who had challenged Rabbi Kiva about this behavior, now did the same thing. He followed him in. V'lamad to manush toshad v'im. I learned three things. V'lamad to shini v'nim mizrach marav v'lotzafon v'darom. It was a north-south axis. Again, you must sit. Use the left hand. Same question. Rav Kana now in Bavel, we have a different story. Rav Kana was a student of Rav. He hid under his bed. And to see how Rav would interact with his wife. He saw that Rav was schmoozing with his wife and laughing with his wife, and then they had relations. And he said from under the bed, it seems like Abba, who is Rav's name, has never tasted anything. You're so excited about it. He said, get out, it's not appropriate. I have to learn Torah also. I have to understand what's the proper way. So now they ask the question, Why do you have to use the right hand, not the left hand? Um, uh, the left hand, not the right hand. Because the Torah was given with the right hand. Because the, the right hand is always coming closer to the mouth. So it's hygiene. Use the right hand to tie tefillin. They weren't able to clean their hands very well either. So you don't want the right hand that's tying the tefillin on to have that on it. When you're studying Torah, use your right hand to point to the Sefer Torah to stop, and etc. Again, the same problem. Again, it's, you're eating with it. You're using it to write. So we see that there are different explanations that all explain the same phenomenon, the same custom, which is to use the left hand. We're talking about Chani Loi. And by the way, there'll be enough Kamina here for somebody who uh, is ambidextrous or something and puts on film with one. You know, let's say he's a lefty and puts on film with his right arm. We're talking about Chani Loi. Call it Son of Beit HaKisei. And he told me to Shadvarim. Somebody who's modest, even the Beit HaKisei, is saved from three things. Minan HaChashim, from snakes. Minan HaKavim, from scorpions. Minan HaMazikin. V'yeshomim Afchal Motav Yishavim Alav. He has nice dreams. There was a particular privy in Tiberia. When two people would go in, even two people would go in together, even during the day, they'd, they'd get damaged. They'd get hurt by the mazikin. Remember, the prize students for Biochanan would go in one at a time, and they wouldn't get hurt. So the students said, Aren't you afraid? We have a tradition. That the, that the Kabbalah is that you are tzanu and quiet there, and then they won't hurt you. Kabbalah di Yisure, when it comes to what's the appropriate way to receive Yisurim. Shtikute umibirachami, to be silent and, and daven. Abaye marbile ime imra lameal behade betakise. Abaye had a, a nursemaid who raised him. His mother died in childhood when, when he was born. Uh, so his uh, adopted mother or his nursemaid raised a little lamb 
who would go with him to Beit HaKisei. Wherever they got, you went out a goat. So, because the demons, it's confusing because the demons are called Sirim and a goat is a Seir. Rav before he became Rosh his wife, who was Rav Chista's daughter, would uh, take a bell and ring it. So she made a, um, she would reach in while he was in the in the bathroom, and um, and he became Rosh Hashiva. He needed more shimur, so she made a window and she would reach in and uh, put her hand on his head, as opposed to earlier when she would just ring a bell to warn the mazikim away, get him away. If you're on the other side of a fence, you go to the bathroom right away, meaning immediately after the fence. Let's hear in a big open valley. As long as you, you're far enough that if you would let wind, which is typically going to happen during that, and nobody else would hear it. It's neat. He had a different version. If you're on the other side of the fence, then you have to have that sonic distance. If you're in a, in a big open area, you have to be far enough that your friend can't see you at all. That workers who are pressing olives can go right on the other side of the fence and be nifne, and they're still tahor. So the answer is betaro tekelu. You're right. Really, you should go further away. But we're lenient when it comes to tahor because we don't want them to become tameh while they're working. So they should stay close. Toshma, kami yechakuv yu torin. So. Again, the question of people who are working in our press, how far can the workers go away, and we're supervising, and we know that they're still tahor, they have to be within visual contact. Alright, so again, people are eating tarot, we're making it because we want them to stay tahor. When Isibarnatan said, in an open area, you have to be far enough away that nobody could see you, it doesn't mean you have to be out of sight, because it means that your friend can't see the part of you that, that is uncovered. He can see your body there. Which means, they're still okay. And they're not getting any special treatment. There was a eulogizer who went in front of Rav Nachman to... He said about a certain man, this man was very modest in his ways. Rav Nachman turned to him, we hope privately, and said, Did you follow him to the Beit If you have and you really know if he's modest, we only refer to somebody as Tanu if they're Tanu and Beit why did Rav Nachman care? Why is he trying to correct him? Just like the dead are punished, they have their deen in Olam Abba. Similarly, people who say all sorts of things about them that are not true, and anybody who answers uh, positively to it has to face the deen for putting out a false reputation out. What does that mean? Somebody who uses the same place to defecate at night that he uses during the day, Meaning that he keeps the same level of tznut, uh, even at night, even though people can't see. The person should be accustomed to going early in the morning and at night. So you shouldn't have to go too far away, because at night you can be nearby. So you see, you don't have to do the same thing. 
For two rava be mama avi azilad mil rava. If it was during the day, would go a whole meal away. But lately, on marle shame at night, he would say to his servant, "Panu liduchta rechov the mata." But maybe a little space in the city, in the city plaza, and uh, and then I'll go there. I wouldn't go far away. Bechenem marle Rabbi Zera l'shamei. Rabbi Zera told the servant the same thing. Chaziman deikach rebeit beit chevraya. See if there's anybody in back of the house. I want to use the uh, use it. So, so what that means is you see these great rabbis who during the day would go very far away to be out of sight and at night wouldn't do it. So, how can you say? The answer is it's somebody who goes to the bathroom at night the same way he goes during the day, meaning a measure of tzniut. Even if it's placed, it means if it goes around the corner. We said earlier, a person should go early in the morning, before people are up, and when it's dark, and at night. So you shouldn't have to go too far away. You get up early and go, and in the evening go. So you shouldn't have to go too far away. Sort of like uh, do something to to energize it and then sit down as opposed to the opposite order. Evidently, this is some sort of a vulnerability to a hex. Even if they were doing uh, a hex on him, even as far away as España, Spain, by no he could be affected. It's a real invitation to kshafim. The un let's say you forgot, you sat there, so what should you do? When you get up, say, lo li, lo li, lo tachim, lo tachtim, lo hani, lo mehani, lo charshit, charshit, lo charshit, charshata. Alright, some sort of an incantation to ward it off. Okay. Tanya ben Azayomer, I'll call mishkav chav, chutz min akarka, lie on anything but the ground. I'll call moshav shave, sit on anything, chutz min akarka, except the beam. Amar Shmuel, Shena Ba'amur HaShachar, Ki Istam Al Sleeping during Amur HaShachar, when it's dawn, is um, is like um, like cooling off the the iron um, at uh, at after you've heated it up. So it's good, it kind of solidifies it. Yitzia uh, Ba'amur HaShachar, going out to the bathroom at that time, Ki Istam Al same thing. Bar Kapra had a custom where he would say a vort and he would sell it. And here was his vort. Before you're too hungry, eat. Before you're too thirsty, drink. Until before the pot boils, as it were, empty it out, meaning go to the bathroom. Karna karye baromi. So, uh, if you hear a, uh, this is still by, uh, Bar Kapara, if you hear a horn blowing in Rome, Bar Mazvin Ta'ini. Then, um, and Ta'ini Davuch Zavin. Then, um, then you should sell, uh, sell all of the, all of the figs that you have. If Father's not there, um, uh, then sell his figs for him because it means that there's some sort of a, uh, uh, it means that there's a big rush on figs, and now you can get a good price for your figs. And if your father's not around, sell them for him. He'll be very happy about that. Um, when you go to the streets of Mechuzah, which is Rava's town, on your way out to the field, don't look on either side. 
Maybe there's women there. It's not appropriate to look at them. He went to bed. He came and knocked on the door. Come on in. So he said to him that, um, um, are, are you, uh, Rabbi Abba said to Rabsafa, I, I want to come in. He said, well, you've not yet been to Sa'ir. And yet you're behaving like the people in Sa'ir, meaning they're very unsanua, those Edomites. This is the Mishnah Tommy that talks about how the Kohanim would go to the bathroom underneath. So the if it's locked, you know somebody's in there and you leave it alone. So if it's open, then you can use it. So it's not appropriate to be in there with somebody else. was in danger. That if somebody uh, goes to the bathroom and they kind of hold it in, then it could lead to a bad disease. Silona chozer, if they don't urinate in time, it could lead to another disease. I thought it was in danger. He went in. A Roman came and pushed him. He got up and went out. So what happened? A uh, Evidently a snake or something came up and bit his uh, rectum, this Roman. said, I put an Adam in your place. Not an Adam, but Adam, that's Rome, took your place and he got uh, killed that way. Okay. Now this is, uh, this next passage is from passages where Shaul is chasing David. Uh, and this is the passage in uh, when David is in Ein Gedi in the cave, and the connection of regards to the show goes into the cave to defecate. David creeps up to him and cuts off the corner of his garment. So afterwards, Shaul leaves, and David comes out and makes himself known to Shaul and proves that he could have killed Shaul, but he didn't. All right, but it shouldn't say, and he said he would kill you. It should be, I said I could have killed you, but I had com- compassion. It shouldn't be he had compassion, it's the I had compassion. So what's the Pasuk? said, Really mean Doraita, I should kill you. you're trying to kill me? If somebody's coming to kill you, you have to kill them first. You know what protected you? Not me, but the Tsniut that you had. That, that Shaul went into the cave to defecate, not just outside. So he behaved with Sneut, that Sneut protected you. It was a fence inside of a fence and a cave inside of a cave. What does Lasech mean? It's, it's a, a, a kind of nice term for defecate. That he covered himself up like a sukkah in Sneut. Very famous. Somebody who degrades clothes in the end doesn't get benefit. What happened at the end of David's life? He was covered with clothes and it wasn't warm enough. That's when they got Abishag. Now, in the parallel story in Chavav, when David crept up to Shaul's camp when he was sleeping, and then from another mountain says, you see, I took your sword, I took your water, obviously uh, I don't want to kill you. And he says, 
said, why are you after me? If other people are telling you that I'm doing bad things, then they should be cursed because they're lying. And if Hashem has set you against me, then let's bring a korban. What does that mean? So HaKadosh Baruch Hu says to David, you're calling me a tempter? I'm going to stop you up. I'm going to, I'm going to trip you up with something that even little kids know. Why? At Rosh Bnei Yisrael, that you, the only way to count people is using a coin. So what happened? The Satan came. And he tempted David to count. And that's the famous census at the end of Sefer Shmuel. He didn't take the coins. And Hashem afflicted with the plague. David was given three choices. He chose the plague. 70,000 people died. My eight moed. What does it mean until the appointed time? So it all happened within a short amount of time from the time that Shechted the Tamin until his dam was uh, thrown. So it really went till midnight. So the Malach was over the Goren. And um, and that's when David was told to bring korbanot there. It became the middle of the mikdash. This is Amalek Rosh Baruch Lamalach. He told him Tovli Rav Shabahem. What does it mean by Am Rav? Take take the biggest one, the most important one. Sheish Boli Parameim Kama Chovot because they owe me lots. Beotasha Amet Avishai Ben Suriya. So Yoav's brother Avishai died at that point. Shakul Kibashal Sanhedrin because he was equal to thirty six men, right? Um and now Washit Raashem Vainachem, my Ra would Udashem Sim Rav Ra Yaqov Avinu. Shaqov Yhtiv and Rayakov Kasharaam. So Yaakov saw, this is when he saw the Malachim. Ushwa my foshli Yitzhakra, he saw the the ashes of Yitzhak because of the Yaqidah. Shmar Elohim Yir E Lohaset. He saw the money of the Machsir Shekel Shemal Kartar Kesavim Ebn Israel. So, what is it that Hashem saw that caused him to stop the plague? All these different opinions. So, the Mikdash is a place of Yerae. Okay. The rest of Mishnah uh, was person should not walk into the into the harbayit carrying his staff or uh, with his shoes or with his money belt and he shouldn't make it a kapandaria. What is that? Amarava kapandaria kishma meaning Rav Chalam Rahadam Ishpeder Rav Samma Breder Mariamar Kamandama Inish Adamakifna Adari Eobaha meaning if I'm instead of going around I'll go through here so you can't use it as a shortcut. So we apply this rule to the Beit Knesset. If you walk into a Beit Knesset, not intending to make it a shortcut, you intend to get something from there, you intend to learn, and then you realize you don't need anything that you can cut through, implying that you can't use it as a kapandaria. Originally there was a path going through there, built a Beit Knesset over it, then you can use it as a kapandaria. So if you go in and you pray, then you can go out the other door. You don't have to go back the same door and go around. And they come in one gate and go out another after they bow. 
Okay, or kikim mikalachomer. At the end of that Mishnah, it said you can't make it a place where you spit mikalachomer. If you spit on our bite even today, after the Khurban, it's like you're spitting in the apple of God's eye. What does God say to Shlomo after he dedicates the Mikdash? My eyes and heart will be there forever. You're allowed to spit in a Beit Knesset. Just like you wear shoes in a Beit Knesset. Just like shoes are a Surbar bite and Mutar in a Beit Knesset. Same thing with spitting. One of his students said to him, Why are you applying the shoe rule and making the shoe parallel to spitting? Why don't you make the kapandari, which is usur in the shul? The Tana learned Rikika from Minal. So why would you want to learn it from Kapadaria? Mahi, what's that? The Tanya. Like as an Arbaid, Velo Maklo should be a do with your staff in your hand. Velo Minalo should your shoes on your feet. Velo Motsotsrim Lobstino or money pouch. Panatom Shel Acharav or your money pouch in back of you. Velasana Kapandaria Kikamikalachomer, Miminal. So it's a Kalachom Minal. What's the Kalachom? Minal Shein Bodech Bizayon. Shoes are not degrading. The Torah, nonetheless, Hashem told Moshe, and later the Malach told Yeshua, take your shoes off from your feet, it's a holy place. Rekika, spitting, which is degrading, certainly is Asur. So therefore we see that the Tana associated Rekika as a Kalvachomer from Minal. So Yudomer, I could prove it to you otherwise. You're not allowed to come to the, to the king's gate. Wearing sackcloth, which is why Mordechai stayed away from his, uh, place when he was wearing the sackcloth. So I'm Kavachomer. Sackcloth is not disgusting before people. So spitting, which is disgusting, and now you're doing it not in front of a regular king, in front of God, certainly. Here's what I meant when I said you should learn from Kamadarya. Maybe we should be Machmir. And say that spitting is asur in a Beit Knesset akin to Kapandaria. So in Harabayit, where uh, you're not allowed to wear shoes, so learn spitting from shoes. Beit Knesset, the Shai Minal, and a Shul, where you're allowed to wear shoes, instead of inferring Rakika from the Minal and make it Mutar, and Elfa Kapadaria asur, be Machmer and say, well, learn from Kapadaria, it's asur. The answer is that Beit is like your own house. You're very makpid. People shouldn't walk through your house use it as a shortcut. People, you're not makpid if somebody spits on the ground in their in their houses or wear shoes. Same thing. You're not allowed to use a shul as a shortcut, but you are allowed to wear shoes and to spit. Okay, we'll pause at this point. We'll do the final podcast. I'm a second brachot in the next one. In the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.